The following is a fourth-hand production. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? I'm not crazy. hysteria. You can't handle the truth. 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 Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that reminds you that ACDC does not, in fact, stand for Antichrist Devil's Child. This is Hysteria 51. Be a lot cooler if it did. <laughs> Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, we're your hosts, John Goforth, that's me, and the always enigmatic Mr. Brent Hand. What is up, Gofo? What's up over there, Seabot? And that other robot that he just referred to is the third <laughs> member of this little party. Uh, it's the robot that Brent built to help with the research, but really only helps with drinking our booze and having a bad attitude. He's Conspiracy Bot. Your dog's got a bad attitude. Dude, my dog is dead. Thanks. And I'm sure he isn't happy about it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> John, don't forget, Seabot also picks the show's topics and drops in any clips you hear along the way. Speaking of, Seabot, tell us about tonight's topic. Tonight we're talking about the father of electric cars, Nikola Tesla. You're an idiot. Uh, listen, you're thinking of the car company Tesla, founded by Elon Musk? While he does name the company after a legend, the legendary scientist Tesla... Tesla's a whole lot more. I mean, he's like the father of modern electricity. This is really bad work, even for you. At least my dog isn't dead. Oh, man. Do your breathing exercises, John. And while you do that, let's take a moment to introduce our guests. Some of you might be surprised to see his return to the show. And as we've said, he's never going to be back. But we're not really good at keeping our word, I guess. <laughs> and yet, like a bad rash, here he is again, Joe Peck. His name is Pecker. Might as well face it. You're addicted to Joe. Oh, that's a that's a bad 80s song right there. Yeah, I was really kind of hoping you'd, you'd sing that to me. You know, <laughs> not unless I'm watching cocktail. It's uh, fair. <laughs> or hanging out at the uh, what's that place called? The sin, not the cinder block. The uh, anyways. And the, the manhole. Where you hang and out let, let's be <laughs> the blue oyster. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest with the kids at home, Brent. Uh, he brought beer and handy snacks. We kind of had to let him in. Well, he didn't exactly bring beer, but it is a malt beverage. Oh, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I do love some artificial cheese products anyway, and he brought that. And speaking of beer, let's get back to segments, John. Wow! Here we go, ready or not. The following content is sure to be hot. The information we'd like to present. Now it's time for another segment. For tonight's segment, Brent, we're going old school to talk one thing and one thing only, and that's what we're drinking. That's right, John. And because of Joe, we are sipping on some, and by we, I mean me included, some ice cold Zima. It's Zeri Rezeshing? No. What they say? Something different. Something different. I mean, I was just happy to see Brent drinking something other than Bud Light myself. So. <laughs> now you sound like my AA sponsor. <laughs> You're all idiots. <laughs> Oh, well, that's what we're drinking. John, you you opted for something different. I am not a Zima drinker. However, I am on beer tonight. I'm drinking a, 
an ice cold Pabst Blue Ribbon. Ugh, that is trash. So much better than Zima. No, yes. No, no. I mean, number one, no. Number two, I just, I Pabst just tastes like fucking camel spit to me. I can't get with it. How much camel spit have you That's drank? That's my wife's term. Producer Lisa over there, she used it. Oh, that tastes like She told Joe earlier something tastes like camel mm-hmm. spit. Well, who who gave it the blue ribbon is what I've always wondered. <laughs> it's the participation prize. Uh, they actually won a blue ribbon in, I, I, I don't remember if I'm, I'm saying this correctly. I think it was the Chicago World's Fair, but if I'm, if it was around that time period, mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, and they renamed it Paps Blue Ribbon, and it's been the blue ribbon ever since. And then they all, had a bad all batch that poisoned a whole bunch of people and, you know, kind of fell out of favor. Out of Peoria, Illinois. There you go. Or well, is it Pekin? I don't know. One of the two. My specific question remains, who handed them the blue ribbon at the World's Fair? Was it <laughs> Thomas Edison? Woodrow was Wilson. It? Maybe it was H.H. Maybe H. Holmes. Oh, here you go. <laughs> Thanks for helping me drag that box. Maybe it was George Westinghouse. <laughs> Conspiracy bot, what are you sipping on over there? Zima dumbass. I wanted to try Zama things different. <laughs> <laughs> Only instead of a Jolly Rancher in mine, I am using a toe I got out of Canada. <laughs> Just in the news. That yes, they yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All right. So now you know what we're all drinking here. We haven't done that in a while, John. It was kind of refreshing, Whoa. one might say. But was alive. So you know what we're drinking? Now you need to know where you need to be listening to this through john where can everyone hear us at what's the best way to hear the best way to hear amazing segues like that you like that that'd be cast box you know, Brent. if you if you're if you study comedians they say segues are trash don't use them let it stand a good its thing own. we don't study let comedians stand on its own <laughs> uh cast box cast box is an app it's where you should listen to hysteria 51 that's right and now they have the new orange download Ditch that purple bastard. Download the new orange one. It's a new app. They've got over 5 million downloads in the new one. And the best thing about it is you can actually go to each one of our, our episodes or any episode or on there. Or any episode. But and we- yeah, comment on what you think, not just on the whole show, but every little, every single episode. And you, you don't need the app to use Castbox. If you're, if you're sitting on a desktop, you can just head to castbox.fm and listen to whatever you want right then and there. So next time you want to listen to Hysteria 51, check out CastBox in the App Store on... It's on iOS, the App Store, desktop. iOS, Android, and desktop. Now that we have the formalities out of the way, let's get into Mr. Tesla. Brent, how's the show going down? First, we're going to dive in the history of Mr. Tesla and some of his amazing inventions. And they are pretty amazing because we wouldn't really be doing the show if it wasn't for that dude. It's true. After a quick break, we'll dive deeper into some of the inventions we're pretty sure he had, but were lost, and finish up with the tech that some claim Tesla was already using in the late 1800s, and yet still isn't a thing today. We're then going to finish up with some of our thoughts, but first, John, here's with that good old GoFopedia on Mr. Tesla. If you go to GoFopedia.com, you will be redirected to Hysteria51.com. Oh, man, that just sounds like we're lazy. <laughs> Probably should do something with that, yeah. man. All right. This is from Badass of the Week, and Tesla was a badass. First off, he was brilliant, and not just like Ken Jennings brilliant either. I mean, like, holy crap, my head just exploded from all the awesome brilliant. The Croatian-born engineer spoke eight languages, almost single-handedly developed technology that harnessed the power of electricity for household use, and invented things like electrical generators, FM radio, remote control, robots, spark plugs, neon lights, and even giant-ass machines that shoot enormous brain-frying lightning bolts all over the place like crazy. He had an unyielding steel trap photographic memory and an insane ability to, to visualize even the most complex pieces of machinery. 
The guy literally did advanced calculus and physics equations in his damn head, memorized entire books at a time, and successfully pulled off scientific experiments that modern-day technology still can't replicate. Now, of course, much like other eccentric giga-geniuses and diabolical masterminds, Tesla was also completely insane. He was prone to nervous breakdowns, claimed to receive weird visions in the middle of the night, spoke to pigeons, and occasionally thought he was receiving electromagnetic signals from extraterrestrials on Mars. He was also obsessive-compulsive and hated round objects, human hair, jewelry, among other things, and anything that wasn't divisible by three. <laughs> Along the Don't way, Tesla... That old chestnut? <laughs> yeah. Along the way, Tesla also invented the wireless transmission of energy, allegedly, turned Niagara Falls into the first hydroelectric power plant, constructed a bath designed to cleanse the human body of germs using nothing but electricity, and created a 130-foot-long bolt of lightning from one of his massive coils. And the game Connect Four. And <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's a feat that to this day remains a world record for man-made lightning. But perhaps his most badass invention was his face-melting, tank-destroying, super-secret atomic death ray. Allegedly. Uh, luckily for all humans, this crazy insanity never came to fruition. Most of the schematics and plans existed only in his head. And when he died of heart failure in 1943, little hard data on the project existed. Still, J. Edgar Hoover and the FBI confiscated all of his personal stuff and locked it away anyways, just to be safe. Despite being incredibly popular to this day, Tesla remains largely overlooked among lists of the greatest inventors and scientists of the modern era. It's kind of like in the middle of Logan when they say the U.S. government had Professor X's mind declared a weapon of mass destruction. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like this guy was ahead of the curve. And we'll get to it uh, later. Head of the curve. So many of his more outlandish things, the government would be like, yeah, no, we're not interested. No. But then the moment he's dead, oh, we better just go pick up all those notes just in case. Yeah, like that's probably, I don't think, I, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely don't want anyone else to have it. Right? Yeah, like the guy was, the man shaped our lives and died destitute. And mm. that is sad. Now, he had a lot of, quote unquote demons or his own I, I like quirks. I like the word quirks. Yeah. But uh he, you know, for all that and for what he did, every time and and you're gonna hear as we go through this, that he made some amazing <laughs> leap into the future, someone else was there to take claim for it or to just shit on him and yeah. Well it, think about every other every other really well known scientist uh, slash inventor They've had companies named for them over the, I mean, for a century. Yeah, like like a car company, maybe. Even. <laughs> well, but <te> <laughs> yeah, like General Electric, which is a little known fact that was Edison's actual birth name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Tesla, it wasn't until Elon Musk came along uh, that there was a, even a company named after him. Right. So I guess we can break down his history and, and get into it because this guy's fascinating. So. He was born on July 10th, 1856 in what is now Croatia. He was one of five children in the family. Tesla's interest in electrical invention was spurred by his mother, who invented small household appliances in her spare time. What do you call that? I, I like to think she was like him. Instead of just calling it a toaster, she used way too long, unimaginative terms like... Like conspiracy bot? Yeah. The induction <laughs> repeater lightning frizzle... Toasterometer, like he had the longest names for the most mundane things that he invented. We were talking about that before, and Joe kind of did 
commented on it. Sounds sexy. <laughs> Do you think uh, after she invented things like the toasters and, and left it on the table, she yelled at her husband for giving her that for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> so after studying at the University of Prague during the 1870s, Tesla moved to Budapest, where for a time he worked for the Central telephone exchange and it was why in budapest that the idea for the induction motor first came to him it's funny he was walking with a friend and he's like i've got an idea he literally bent over in the dirt with a stick and sketched out the first induction motor <laughs> like like tom hanks in saving prior ryan showing everybody how the attack's gonna go <laughs> right yeah so he invents that and after several years trying to gain interest in his invention age 28 tesla decided to leave europe for america because well, these idiot europeans yeah. won't buy in I'm, I'm gonna go to the land of the free and the home of the stupid and the induction i mean motor, brave the Not induction though. motor we still use to this day and everything i worked for namco the gaming company for years and my job i worked on induction motors and it's the same fucking thing a little stator and a magnet you know that's just right. really what it is so hasn't changed in 150 years or according to some in 17 thousand years <laughs> based on the batteries found in the pyramids oh right? that's true hmm so in 1884, Tesla arrived in the United States with little more than the clothes on his back. You know, everyone knows that story. And letter of introduction to famed inventor and business mogul Thomas Edison. Hindsight looking back, maybe that wasn't the best guy to go to. Well, it's, it's how Edison actually got a job. He was working for one of Edison's company's subsidiaries yep. in, in Europe. And his boss wrote a note and literally all the note said was something to the effect of, I knew I know two great men in this world, you Mr. Edison and, and this, this man, guy. And this boy. Yeah, and that's all it said. Up. Little in fact, he was he was writing pilots for NBC, <laughs> which is a subsidiary of G at the time. <laughs> so Edison at the time, his DC-based electrical works was fast becoming the standard in the country. Edison hired Tesla and the two were soon working tirelessly alongside each other, making improvements to Edison's inventions. A lot of improvements. Did that involve an invention that they were tireless? <laughs> yes, yes. They actually, they never tired. They worked 24 they hours. Had some kind uh, of. It's funny you say that. I know you're making a joke, but uh, that's one way in which Tesla and Edison were very similar. They both claimed to only need uh, mm. two to four hours of sleep <clears throat> per night, and they worked the rest of the time. And yeah, they. In his first year there, when he wasn't very long, when his, his only time there, he wrote something like 30 patents for Edison. For Edison yeah. every, and, and the thing of it was, Edison came to, when he came there, Edison said, listen, I'm going to try to do X, Y, and Z. If you can help me do that, I will give you a $50,000 bonus. And he's like, uh, deal. He does. Yeah, he said X, he wanted, y, he, Z. It was, he wanted help with his, uh, his dynamos. <laughs> ah, dynamo is that was one of the bad guys in in the running man <laughs> <laughs> he wanted help with his 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 running man bad guys yes that's go. exactly it you're all idiots <laughs> <laughs> so he he fucking he goes okay i'll do this and he does x y and z and pdq and all these other fucking things for edison and he goes great now i've delivered way more than you wanted how about that fifty thousand dollars? And Edison goes, "Oh man, you don't get a, you don't have a sense of humor. You don't, you don't get that. That's there's no fucking money for you. When you become a full fledged American, you will appreciate an American joke." And then he offered him a ten dollar a week raise. Yeah, and so Tesla, being the badass, he's like, "Deuces, I'll go fucking dig a ditch before I'll work for you anymore." He goes and digs fucking ditches for like six fucking months. 
that's pretty impressive. You're working for the man that you left and went across the world to see. And you're like, you know what? I'm out of here because I have integrity. Well, yeah, but the thing is, he just whipped up an automated ditch digging machine. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it wasn't even a big deal. Though he was it, just sipping lemonade, or as he called it, acidic lemon compound deliciousness. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the world does have kind of a, a shitty sense of humor. Uh, when he was digging ditches, he was literally digging ditches to bury wire for Edison. Yeah, because <laughs> and the thing about that is, so Edison was a big DC direct current fan. And the thing is, DC, you can't. I like Marvel. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a DC fan, but not of direct current. Whoa. So you can't send the electrical current very far because it loses it. it it's there's too much impedance in it. So. What you can send through that, you need a cable the thickness of, like, my forearm can be done with AC in a little tiny strand of wire. And a lot safer. Oh, oh, unless you're grabbing onto it, you know, <laughs> well, as, as we'll get into. Or if you're, unless you're an elephant. Well, yeah. It maintained a, a lower voltage from the power station to the customer, so that's why it was considered safer. Yeah, so he thought that AC, he being, he being Tesla, thought that AC could bring electricity electricity to the people and you could go you know multiple miles without repeater base stations whereas with ac i'm sorry whereas with dc direct current that edison was pushing you'd have to build a building like every mile every mile yeah and they started doing that yeah but edison had all his chips in that and they literally started referring to the conflict between ac and dc as the war of the currents people love to mythologize the the battle between edison and tesla in reality, it was more of a battle between uh, Edison and Westinghouse. Westinghouse came along while Tesla was digging ditches, paid him for a bunch of his patents and, and, and gave him enough seed money, essentially, to go ahead and start uh, the Tesla Electric Light Company. Yeah, the first thing they were going to do was harness the power of Niagara Falls. So right outside of Niagara Falls is Buffalo, New York, and they realized they could light up Buffalo, New York. And... In order for DC to be able to do it, you needed 20 base stations between Niagara Falls and there. And with AC, you needed none. The power company, the power plant, and then Buffalo. And Edison was so against AC, he started showing, this is what AC can do to you. And they literally, as Joe had mentioned, they electrocuted a full grown, like, bull elephant in front of people to be like, look at this. And then, they brought in the electric. Yeah, they killed chair. it. You can, you if you want to, you can look it up on YouTube right now. You there watch are the video. videos of this poor elephant being electrocuted to death, and it was Edison's marketing attempt at discrediting AC power. And then they brought in the electric chair. Instead of hanging people, they were going to electrocute people. And the first person they did, mm. you know, of course, it worked. And they said, "Oh, it's barbaric!" Oh, oh. And Edison was actually trying to to um. Marketed as like the Westinghouse chair and shit like that, you know, just to get, you know, not right, Tesla, right. Westinghouse, because Westinghouse had the money. Right. The, the the actual turning point in the war of the currents was uh, actually a a little a little exposition that we've mentioned once or twice on this show before. The the Columbian Exposition of uh, 1893. The good old Chicago World World's Fair. Fair. The, the lower was, fourth dimension fair. Yeah, I hear it was killer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That is the Zima Zing of the day. <laughs> <laughs> they they both had basically Edison and Westinghouse turned in bids to power the World's Fair. 
<laughs> Westinghouse came in uh, a little less than half of the price of Edison. So obviously they gave him a look <laughs> while they were trying to set it up. Uh, Edison made sure that none of his light bulbs were available for them to test with to yeah, prove no, it could he, work. He, he forbid them from using Right. The that's patent. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So what's he do? Tesla creates his own light bulb patent and they made over 200,000 of them cheaper and in time for the world's fair. And it worked and it worked great and it powered the world's fair and, and the war was a pr- uh, essentially over. Yeah, for the most part. Now, VCR I mean, had finally won. Yeah. Now, do do keep in mind <laughs> that although that our power grid is AC, it's still converted to DC once it reaches your house. You know, if you got a laptop, if you have a laptop plugged in right now, that big boxy thing on your cord is converting the yeah, AC. Your to house DC. doesn't convert it, but we convert it for things. You're still getting AC out of the wall. Um, well, yeah, that's why you yeah. always hear that buzz that sounds particularly like Hell's Bells melody. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. AC DC wars over. AC wins. He's kind of finally had a had a a win. He'd he'd moved to America and he'd been shit on by Edison. Now he's finally kind of stuck it to him. So he decides it's time to move to Colorado Springs, build a lab in the mountain to study wireless energy. And wireless energy is where he thought, you know what? We got these. He's walking through New York and he looks up. And this is actually what he gave him the idea for AC was when it was DC. There was literally so many wires that they said in parts of New York, it blocked out the sun. And so he's like, AC would be better. That might have been the smoke. Then he said, and they actually have pictures and look up the pictures. Like there's literally every block had hundreds of wires r- overhead. And then he goes, I don't want any wires. I want to use the earth and free energy. And I think I know how to do this with my coil. What do I call it? What's a catchy name? <laughs> What's a Tesla coil. And so he moves out to Colorado. Yeah. To speak to Martians. <laughs> to speak to Martians. Yeah. I mean, I think also too, he, he, I think he probably just wanted some distance from Edison. They, they were not fans of each other. Um, I, I don't know that, that their hatred was as, as deep as some people like to make it out, but I mean, like you they, mean as deep as yours and conspiracy box? Correct. Yeah. Uh, much later in life, they awarded Tesla the Edison medal <laughs> and <laughs> Edison was conveniently overseas when the actual award night banquet was given and Tesla didn't show up. So neither of them showed up for Tesla to win the Edison medal. Well, and then speaking of winning, Ed- Edison died before Tesla. Correct. So actually, if you will, John, read the quote that Tesla gave when he died. You could find this quote in the New York Times the day after Edison died. If he had a needle to find in a haystack, he would not stop to reason where it most likely would be, but would proceed at once with the feverish diligence of a bee to examine straw after straw until he found the object of his search. I was almost a sorry witness of such doings, knowing that a little theory and calculation would have saved him 90% of his labor. (laughs) <laughs> the man just died yesterday. Say something nice, and that's what you get. <laughs> well, he didn't believe in magnets. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how you find a needle? I don't know. I guess it depends if it's magnetic. Oh, well. So he's won the ACDC competition. <laughs> Sounds like a bad lip-syncing <laughs> air guitar competition. He wins, and he goes out to Colorado. Colorado, like we said, and he starts Wardenclyffe, which was his labor of love. Wardenclyffe sounds like a bad retreat for 
you know, prison supervisor. Oh, actually, but- I thought it sounded like an evil organization. <laughs> like Tesla's becoming the first ever supervillain. <laughs> well, and the first of many evil organizations built in Long Island. Mm. So Wardenclyffe was a big power, the beginning of a project uh, in, in that he built in Long Island, New York. Um, it, it was with the financial backing of a, of a guy you've probably never heard of, yeah. J.P. Morgan. Oh, well, that guy? He originally tended to transmit messages, telephone, images, music. I mean, it was the wireless internet. Social literally, media. The literally, fucking wireless internet. Literally, he was going to send faxes. Over podcasts. Yes. <laughs> yes. And yes. they were called podcasts. Yes. So he's working on this. He builds a 180-foot Tesla coil that he's pumping in. He He, he builds a small power power station at the base and he's pumping up energy into this giant tesla coil and so he's putting in a very low amount of energy and it's literally giving out millions and millions of volts into the air there were deep shafts dug into the ground below it and it would pump that energy into the earth and it said it would find a frequency like a bell and he thought he could ring the earth with electricity he could put these all over the planet and it would just like repeating stations? Yeah. So if you're by a Tesla coil and it's pumping all, you can put in out of a small Tesla coil, like a couple feet, you can put in 120 volts out of the, the wall and you'll get 500,000 volts and it's in the air. And if you grab a light bulb, that light bulb will turn on because that power is going through you into it, but it's not harming you. Well, and Tesla coils also tear apart the allies in Command and Conquer. <laughs> I'll just tell you that. That's all you need. Um, and now, so he's, he's built this Wardenclyffe Tower, but right then he finds out, or as they're building it, that Marconi, you might recognize that mm-hmm. name, has or is about to release his, essentially, his own radio system. Yeah, he had sent out you know, the first radio waves, you know, that were transmitted, and so he'd lost the race. Or at least some... the, that were publicized. Yeah. Wait, are uh, you sure we're not getting back to his days as a writer? Is this not an early script for the movie Radio? <laughs> not, not quite. <laughs> that was a much different movie. Uh, <laughs> so Tesla decides that Wardenclyffe needs to do a little bit more. And so it will now literally be a wireless power transmission Which station. Which is what he really wanted to do. He had just kind of been blowing a little bit of smoke at J.P. Morgan saying, oh, it'll do all right, this He needed to get it funded. Because he thought it would. Right. But really he wanted to do the power the whole time and it's also rumored that he wanted to add a permanent aurora borealis to the entire Mm. planet his thinking being that people could read at night (laughs) and last but not least he thought he thought that doing what he needed to do to control the aurora borealis and to send wireless energy all across the globe could allow him to control the weather hello harp anybody (laughs) yeah Harp never heard of it. We're not allowed to talk about that. Remember the the uh, letter we got? The done? cease and desist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the problem was when he told J.P. Morgan about the change of plans, he thought it was taking way too long, and he also thought the wireless power thing was really dumb. So he pulls his funding. Yeah, just like everything else. And you know, you keep saying maybe that it would do this. Maybe it, everything this guy worked on seemed to work. You know, and there are mainstream. People in that work with electricity now, scientists that say, no, there's absolutely not. It would never work. There's still mainstream universities and stuff that are like, well, 
maybe we don't have one that big and they're still working with Tesla coils. And, there, and, and there's also things that Tesla came up with and was able to do in his labs that are proven that have not been reproduced to this day. You, you, you brought up the fact that he had a photographic memory. He didn't share his ideas with people poorly. He didn't, I don't know that it wasn't that he could, he could, he refused to do it. He didn't know how to, 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 to speak it to someone else. Now he had many assistants. The assistants got it and they would break it down and teach people that were building the stuff for him. But he was just kind of one of those. I'll, I'll figure it out. Myself. Well, and a lot of modern day historians believe that he was autistic on one level, some some level of the spectrum, oh, like absolutely. being that brilliant, but also absolutely. having that many idiosyncrasies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so he was a doer. If you ever read his autobiography, it's really fascinating. He talks at a high level about a lot of this stuff, but then you you go in and you research it and you find out he never wrote any notes of how to go do it. He would always just go do it himself. Right. right. And people would kind of help him. His crew would help him. But it wasn't like Edison where he directed people to just go get the work done. So J.P. Morgan pulls out the, the, the funding. He has a nervous breakdown. He moves into the New Yorker where he spends the rest of his life feeding in, pigeons yeah, in his room and with, with Mike Tyson with laser eyes. And he, he <laughs> dies. And when he dies, he had actually funny. You said pigeons. He had all these pigeons. He would, he would rebuil, rehabilitate pigeons and, and nurse them back to health. Were they ugly pigeons, Brent? <laughs> they were, they were ugly, ugly pigeons. And he had one that he actually referred to as his wife. His whole life, he never married and he claimed celibacy his entire life, but he would refer he to He said he killed one- his sexuality at age 40. He oh. claimed that. And he called this one pigeon his wife. Mm-hmm. And when that pigeon died, he said so did his love for inventing. Like, <laughs> But he wrote at that time he started taking notes. He hadn't done that through most of his life. He wrote down a lot of his thoughts when he died and was found. What's the first thing they did? Fuck government comes in, takes all his notes. And the way they did it was, was there's a, there's some sort of act. Uh, and I don't know the name of the particular act, but it's a law in the books that would allow the U.S. government to come, st- come, come just like subjugate anything they wanted from a foreigner. Well, at this point, he was not a foreigner. He was an American citizen, mm-hmm. but they still somehow used the act. Uh, what was the FBI director's name? Uh, J. Edgar Hoover. Hoover. Mm-hmm. Hoover walked in and said, yeah, we're going to take all of this. And they like didn't release it to the family or anything like but that. But we're going to send it back to Croatia or whatever it was at that time. No, we're not going to. There was he had, yeah. They did eventually, though. They released, quote unquote, all his notes. Quote unquote, right. Well, yeah. And the, but Hoover really just wanted to find out if there was any pigeon lingerie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the uh, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> the uh, the uh, the other thing that they said when they went in and took all of his notes and all of his writings was that Tesla had a distant cousin that was still over there, and you know it was the Red Scare time, and mm-hmm. you know we didn't want any communists picking up all of this these potential uh, inventions of Teslas. Right. So we're going to go to break and when we come back, we're going to talk about a lot of his inventions, some of the crazier things that he claimed and, uh, probably kicked Joe off the show for good. I think finally. It's, yeah. Ha 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 ha. When we come back with hysteria 51. <laughs> Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. 
<laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone. And we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long-term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now. Right now, get now. started for very limited time. Hysteria Fifty One listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? Fifty percent. Visit Rosetta Stone dot com slash today that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life wow redeem redeem, redeem. how do they do it rachete you're oh. 50 percent off <laughs> rachete <laughs> redeem it 50 percent off rosettastone.com slash today do it today after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. <laughs> 
And we are back talking about Mr. Nikola Tesla. Brent, Joe, I want to ask you both a f- some questions here. And, and just Are you going to try a- to borrow money again? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. But that has nothing to do with the show. Dude, no, if you want money, just just let me say no right off the bat. Don't give me a five-minute story like <laughs> the, the homeless people in Chicago. <laughs> hey, hey, can we talk? Oh, uh, God. Yes. No, no. Are you, you going to say, don't be alarmed? Yeah. Just, <laughs> I know I'm black. Don't be alarmed. Yeah, no, <laughs> That's my you, favorite. I'm like, why would I be alarmed? You're already talking to me. Right? And then and then they're always like, they're just rambling and rambling. And you're like, oh, God, God, why? Say it! Just, say it! Just tell me what you want money for. I really appreciate the, the homeless people. Hey, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I want money so I can pick up a 40 because it's yes. been a shitty week. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, hey, man, I, I can get behind that. And half the time, I'm, I would be like, I literally would give it to you, but I'm going to use this money on my own drugs and alcohol. Right. So, <laughs> That's so the I, thing. <laughs> I'm like, no, I want that 40. Well, and, 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 you know, the, the, my classic response, cause it's always true, is I don't have any cash on me. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't tend to carry a lot of cash. No, it's not a lie. I don't carry Because uh, John is one of the homeless guys. Here in, that's true. Here in Chicago, um, uh, a lot of the homeless people sell streetwise. It's a it's a little magazine that yeah. they're able to go out and sell. And their new thing is, hey, we also take credit cards. Yeah, I, I don't want to I don't want to cast aspersions here, but the last person I'm trying to give my credit card number to is the homeless guy on the corner. I'm just saying. <laughs> ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> Conspiracy bot actually liked that one. Uh-huh. Nice. You don't say. Uh, all right, all right, John. Um, Robot. <laughs> Better late than never on that one, I guess. Fellas, what did Thomas Edison invent? Light bulb. Duh. Well, not exactly. Um, what did Marconi invent? Radio. We already went over that. <laughs> also not true. What did Alexander Graham Bell invent? Cell phone. <laughs> Where's British announcer guy when you need him? <laughs> no kidding. Uh, okay, what did the Wright brothers invent? The aeroplane. Okay, so uh, now what did Nikola Tesla invent? Um, um, I'm drawing a blank, John. Why don't you tell me? The point being, suspense is uh, he, he's he's actually best known for the polyphase alternating current generator. Well, it just rolls off the tongue like everything and, invented. Exactly. And the alternating current electric induction motor. Mm. <laughs> the, what about the, uh, the, the what, what about the uh, elongation investigator? You're an idiot. <laughs> oh, oh, you're talking about the uh, the the basically the the machine that H. H. Holmes had to draw and yeah. quarter people. <laughs> yes. no. Wasn't it something like he the... was start trying to start the women's NBA and he was trying to, <laughs> you know they were shorter at the turn of the century. You're all idiots. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? Tar- Diana Taurasi was uh, is an early uh, AJ Holmes yeah. fan. Yeah. Uh, uh, point being, <laughs> the point being that uh, none of these people just came up with all of those inventions I just, we just mentioned out of thin air. They were improving upon technology that already existed. Tesla was doing the same thing, but he was not remembered for any of it because I mean these were simple: light bulb, Edison, done, mm-hmm. Marconi, radio, done. You know, like. The, Tesla never got the credit that he deserved. Conspiracy? But let's get it. I mean, speaking of that, let's get into all of the things that we know for a fact that he did invent. Well, AC power, number one, right off the bat. We talked about that. Right. Alternating that's current. Baby. That's that's well, his thing. I mean, that's his jam. Yeah. Uh, along with that radio, we know that te- there is there is proof 
in the documents that Tesla was sending radio signals before Marconi was. He just didn't. His, you're going to find a lot of his things he had invented and then just said, okay, I've got that or I'm working to better it and didn't go public with it. And then a lot of people would come forward and go, I've came up with this. And he's like, oh, cool. Someone was, it was, uh, someone asked Tesla what he thought about Marconi's radio. He said, I think it's great. I think he's doing a really good job with 17 of my patents. Yeah. He, cause he literally used 17 of his patents to be able to do what he had already done. And he wasn't saying that sarcastically. He literally was not much of a businessman and didn't care. He's like, yeah, he's doing a good job. Yeah. And that also falls into that whole spectrum of, you know. Or being on the spectrum, you mean? Uh, yeah. Autistic? Yeah. Some of the, the autism, they're not good with, you know, making those kind of analogies and stuff. And it comes off as rude when really it's not. He's just like. Yeah, yeah he wasn't trying to be rude. Effect, right. Yeah. I say that knowingly from a quote from 1900 or whatever. Well, and we're making the joke of the, you know, Tesla, you know, the, the modern electric car, but he created so in, in and around the modern electric car that use his induction motors. Um, a lot of cars, he came up with solar power. He didn't call it solar power, solar energy, but yeah. he didn't Joe, what did he call it? Make up something funny <laughs> now. Dance clown. He called it be, being put on the spot is what he called it. <laughs> Trademark. Perfect. Perfect. Didn't he also invent the time machine? And that's how he comes to the future and tells Elon Musk. Follow exactly the outline, Joe. We are going to get some time travel. <laughs> I just wanted no. to drop in now. <laughs> well, there's uh, also things that he did, and we talked about this. Things he did, but we don't really have the the notes for it that we cannot recreate. Uh, yeah, a ball lightning. So, uh, ball lightning is 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 an occurrence. It's a really known thing. It's lightning that appears in the form of a sphere and travels slowly while hovering. A so few it's not th- just a clever name. <laughs> oh, it's like Raiden. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, uh, ball lightning. It's more like a Hadouken from Kanarayu. Oh. Yeah. Yep, you're right. Uh, so form a sphere and travel slowly while hovering a few feet above the ground. If you used light punch, it'll slowly. So light punch. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, it's an extremely rare phenomenon, but it is one that's been it, yeah, we uh, see it. Ball it, lighting, it's yeah. been observed. Um, no scientist has successfully produced it in a lab ever, except for tesla in the 1890s how'd you do that i don't know (laughs) you wouldn't understand and so (laughs) i think i think so much of the stuff he did uh we'll get into x-rays in a minute same thing side effects of other shit he was working on he's like yeah that's pretty cool anyway moving on yeah 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 well x-rays like you said the guy who invented x-rays rontogen yeah rontogen announced to the world i have invented x-rays what did Tesla do, John? He sent him an X-ray of himself, congratulating him. Yep, you've got this awesome technology. Check it out. Here's one of me. Yeah, like I'm sorry, I had to fish it out. I, I it's like the <laughs> this old, is from my old notes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like who's the doctor in Futurama? Uh, Farnsworth. Doctor Farnsworth always has the cool inventions. Yes. he's gonna dig it out of the back, and it's something to save the world. <laughs> A doomsday device. He made the first remote control. And no, we don't mean the awesome 80s television show on MTV. Yeah, uh, uh, Quinn, Colin Quinn was on there. Uh, and, uh, Adam, or, uh, Adam, uh, uh, uh Netflix no, guy, yeah, uh, Billy Madison. Sandler. 
Adam Sandler. Oh, he was on there? I don't remember. Yeah, he was on remote control well, as well. He I don't made a six-foot-long remote control boat that that just – all he did is he alternated the 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 radio waves coming out of it, and it changed the motor. And he's – I mean, for pretty much that's still how they do it now. So because of <laughs> he him, brought it to He the, brought it to the military, and he said, hey, you guys might be interested in this. Uh, this would be an awesome way to not get so many soldiers killed if we had like machines that were controlled by remote, you know, almost like drones. And like, nah, that'll never happen. Meanwhile, there's a predator drone circling our house right now because <laughs> we're talking about Tesla. Damn it, Brand. <laughs> I'm not supposed to keep t- bringing that up. I'm sorry. To <laughs> uh, he also invented uh, uh, neon lights. Uh, Brent, you were talking about this before. Uh, many of his patents were used in the development of the transistor. Well, the Tesla coil, for all intents and purposes, is a transistor, you know, and then he invented that. He invented you know, pretty much the transistor. Uh, Niagara Falls, I, as I spoke of earlier, that was the first hydroelectric electric plant. And spark plugs. Acast powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Hello, everyone. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I'm Jenna Brister. And we are back for season two of a very merry, iconic podcast. We're going to be diving into your favorite holiday movies, recapping them, and going on a few tangents. Yes, and it's the end of the world as we know it. So why not close out 2020 with a bunch of episodes of Holiday Recap with us? So we hope mm-hmm. everyone grabs a cup of eggnog. And a fistful of candy. Cook that bird and Doritos. The oven. We don't care what you're into. Just join us. Grab your bed wine. Grab your couch cocoa. We're getting lit on the holiday movies. We'll be doing 10 recap episodes. So subscribe to A Very Merry Iconic Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And find us on social media at A Very Merry Iconic Podcast on Instagram. And we'll have all the updates there. ACAST recommends. Everyone's that? car. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's crazy to think of the little things like that that we take for granted. You don't think of, you think of the light bulb and you think, like you said, and you think of Edison, but you don't think spark plugs. Oh, well, that's Tesla. I'm, I'm, I'm driving my RC car. It's not called the, the Tesla wheeled wonder, you know, like it's too bad. After it's too bad they didn't think of that because it true. could be called Cause that. Cause that does sound like something. That does sound like something. <laughs> After no. reading so much about Tesla, I, do you ever see the, uh, Robert Redford movie, The Natural? Mm-hmm. Okay, if you haven't seen it, it's all about a baseball player that just knew how to play. Didn't have to practice all that much, just knew how to hit the ball and was amazing at it. He was a natural. Mm-hmm. I feel like Tesla was the natural when it came to electricity. But he just understood it, it just inherently understood it, and just made it do, it made it bend his will almost. But the problem is, we all look at these people and you know that Edison, you know the Wright brothers, people don't remember him for these things and i think that's the saddest part that of bridge the bridge farm remembers <laughs> i think that's the the saddest part of this whole thing is he until now in the last few years people i i think every few years there's a tesla resurgence where people go oh look at this dude and look how crazy he was uh, i way. think you're thinking of the band <laughs> did this he is my in- last show did he invent the lightsaber <laughs> uh highly likely but he called it the Tesla Bridge Flickering Light Apparatus of Destruction. No. <laughs> Did he invent Conspiracy Bot? So No. <laughs> we know what he definitely invented, but there's a lot of things that people think he invented that 
we're not we can't sure. prove yeah we can't prove it ever worked or ever happened but it but might it was, or might. was working on like wireless energy that whole free energy using the world as a conductor conductor, a conductor thank you i i went Condu- like i guess it'd be more of a conduit yeah in this case and just pumping millions and billions of volts into the ground of the atmosphere so you can just harness it oh i got a light bulb oh it turns on you know and and you can take it's like a water hose you know how you put water in a hose and then you you constrict it and that's how you get the pressure so you can actually have less flow with more pressure that's kind of the way a tesla coil works you can put in a small amount of power and it goes through the coil and it winds up and it kind of makes so you can put in 120 volts and you're getting out 500,000 volts. Now the the part that I didn't understand and maybe it was two different things he was working on. He always talked about using the ground to conduct the energy all across the all mm-hmm. across the earth. But then he was also conducting a ton of experiments on low pressure air and its ability to conduct electricity as well. Cuz he wanted in the air and then the ground to like what were, do, do those work in concert or was that two different theories? I, I thought that they worked together. That's the way I That's what it. I understood. Yeah, I thought like like the ground was almost like the big grounding rod, you know, yeah. and, and, and it, it needed that because it would resonate through the earth and then back through the other towers and like, you know, completing that AC current alternating. You wonder if, if, if people kind of stopped working on that, not just because they couldn't figure it out, but also because they go, you know, if we did electrify the world and somebody grabbed the wrong pole and then put their foot in the wrong place, all of a sudden they're a piece right? of toast. Yeah. The reptilians. <laughs> Well, then the other thing yes, that people, yes. people say that he taught, he made was cold fire, the electric shower. What was that? Oh, John? yeah. He talked about that. Um, so Tesla was a big, uh, cleanliness guy. He, he was re- he hated germs. He was, he was, he was, a, he was severe OCD. Yeah. He was very phobic about it. He came up with an electric shower. Essentially, you, 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 you run electricity over and through your body and it kills all the germs and you're clean all of a sudden. <laughs> Turns out it kills a lot more than that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, probably my favorite invention of his, and this one, uh, this one we know worked on a small scale. We yeah. just don't know if it would work on a large scale, and that's the Tesla oscillator. Well, it's probably a good thing that we don't know if it works on a large scale. We would, we'd have problems. Yeah. yeah. So Tesla was working like a mad fucking scientist. You know what? Don't you think like that? I don't mean, I, I don't think it's like, I think he was a mad scientist. <laughs> like the villagers and their pitchforks. <laughs> and his, you know, his hair was probably spiked half the time from oh, all the electricity. Sure. <laughs> I like to party. So the thing he, he did is when he was working on magnetic resonance, he discovered the resonant frequency of the earth and caused an earthquake so powerful that it almost obliterated the Fifth Avenue, New York building that he was right near. Later, he boasted he could have built a device powerful enough to split the earth in two. And people are like, yeah, probably don't, don't make eye contact. Yeah, d- d- like, yeah, don't, like, don't ask. Don't ask him to do that. The he original had, doomsday device. And the way we yeah. know this happened, uh, he had invited a, a reporter to come see the oscillator. It was the first time he tried it out. And so he turned it on. He didn't even think it would be this powerful, but he literally found the, 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 the perfect, um, I guess magnetic resonance or frequency that the building was on 
Um, and, and there's been examples of this throughout history. If you've ever seen Bridges that old video, shit, yeah. yeah, that old video of a bridge that got built and accidentally hit the wrong frequency mm-hmm. and it's literally swaying back and forth, back and forth. Destroyed. It started happening to that building and before the building came down, Tesla had to destroy his own apparatus yeah. with a hammer. So the thing about it is, and it's funny that you said this, he was big about like he knew that was going to work. So he just, he hadn't turned it on. He had the guy come over when he built the power plant for the world's fair and it, the president of the United States was going to flip the switch. He didn't even go. And they're like, why not? He's like, cause it's going to work. Like, <laughs> and they're like, why? He's like, because I built it myself. So of course it's going to work. Yeah. He was like Larry Bird when he would like fire a three with two Turn seconds around. left and just walk off the court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guy was, and he wasn't being a dick. He was just like, yeah, I made this. It's going to work. It's fine. You'll be saying, wow, every time you use this towel. (laughs) 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 So then you got, and you got to love this one, the fucking death ray. So this was one of his, his, uh, this was one of his inventions that he liked to talk about the most. Now, it was later in life where he was a little short on cash, so we don't know how that impacted it. He kind of tried to shop it to the military, though. Yeah, multiple. He tried to shop it to the United States military, yep. the British military, and the right. Russian military. And they wouldn't take it because it wasn't – I always took while well, reading to this. It wasn't like a, I think this is practical. He's like, no, I've got this. This works. So the British said they were interested. And they said they would pay him for a finished apparatus. Mm-hmm. Right before they were going to deliver the money, he said, you have to give me the money first before I give you the final part of the plan. Mm-hmm. And they said, mm, yeah, no. Uh, you're, you're. But you got to look at it. He wasn't like a shyster. At no time did anyone go, oh, that guy's taking Well, that's money. the scary part. Like, what if, what if, he, what if they had said, okay, here's the money? <laughs> <laughs> right, here you go. So, uh, the, the technology is loosely based on what we think of today as a rail gun. Yeah, uh, a hypercharged, um, but it, it, but instead of using a bullet, it charged like proton, like it was a beam. magnesium particles, I believe yeah, is what but, it was. And it could do up to 250 miles. It could destroy planes and ships. That's a hell of a thing. Now the rail tank. gun is, is mm-hmm. the rail gun is still shooting a, a bullet. This right. use same technology like, though. Yeah. But yeah, but Similar, this yeah. is like magnetic fields. Yeah. It's fucking yep. crazy. Unbelievable. And, and had he been, I mean, literally Reagan in the early eighties, that's late seventies, early eighties. Ronnie one of the, Reagan. One of the, Reagan. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> late seventies, early eighties was like the first resurgence of Tesla because we were talking about the Star Wars initiative of the U.S. government. And that essentially was an extension of, of the, of the death ray. Well, yeah, I mean, this stuff is the stuff that we've talked about what he made. Then we got to about the stuff that he probably made and we don't have. Then there's the other, the potpourri, Potpourri. if you will. Um, Wait, he invented potpourri? (laughs) That stuff smells great. You're an idiot. (laughs) So I think Joe brought this up earlier. Time travel. People love to throw Tesla and time travel around, probably because he invented time travel, John. <laughs> it's very likely. Uh, I, it, it wouldn't, it, honest to God, uh, if anyone could have or did, it would have been him. He and understood like so guy, much more than yeah. He the seems like us. the guy that would have been like, "Well, that works." Next, 
<laughs> Meanwhile, all he was trying to do was warm up his meatloaf for lunch. Yeah, he, he was working on the first microwave. <laughs> right. Like, oh, look, time travel. Huh, interesting. Filing that away for, for next year. Because <laughs> it didn't make his meatloaf warm. Ah, the meatloaf! Fuck! The other thing that he did that we spoke about earlier is he said that he spoke with aliens. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, he was working on those radio waves, and he said that he received radio waves from aliens. Now, the thing was... Yeah, when he was in Colorado Springs, he had made the Tesla scope. When he was receiving radio, no one else on Earth other than Marconi was working with radio. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, what 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 are the chances, though, that he just, I mean, he wouldn't have known Marconi was also working on it. Like, what if the two of them were just conversing? <laughs> what if the two of them were sharing plans over there for hey, how to build their radio? I don't know who this is. Age, sex, location? <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. Yep, they built Grinder. We, we are also <laughs> noticing a, a new trend in naming. He's no longer just explaining it and making a really long name he's just throwing his name before a word tesla coil tesla scope tesla oscillator mm-hmm. it's a fine way to work the brent hand gigantic dildo you know i mean it's you know well i i think you just i don't no. use the word gigantic that's just what no that's what john it. calls it yeah damn it brent. <laughs> so, then you got the 1908 Tangusta event was it the death ray john i might have been so uh somewhere near siberia a uh this is fact. We, we know this happened. An explosion happened. That's about all we know about it, too, to this yeah. day. Uh, that was, uh, they say, 200 times the size of the explosion at, at Hiroshima. The, yeah, the yield was. Yeah. Uh, it leveled. Um, yeah. it, it, it was in the middle of nowhere in the forest. It leveled the entire forest, like miles and miles and yeah, miles and I miles. Yeah, I understand right. They said, like, the size of, they said the size of London. Yeah, if I understand right, it's 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 exactly replicates what they would predict a a certain size meteor would cause to happen, except it's documented that the explosion occurred above the ground. And there's no meteor. No impact. And there's no no impact. Even if the meteor exploded above ground, it would still have a huge crater from the shockwave. Nothing. They don't know what the fuck it was. And a lot of people say... Oh, that was just Tesla. Yeah, the supposition is that's his death. Going to fucking Russia and going, you want to buy this? Here's what it'll do. Yep. Um, Remember London? (laughs) Now, these silly scientists out there, these silly scientists out there say that uh, it was was a pretty rare phenomenon, but it was where an asteroid or meteor came into our orbit, but actually exploded before it hit the Earth. fragmented a certain way. That's what I was saying. And some say other scientists still say no to that. So you wouldn't find one crater because it it was the force of the explosion. So. I think it's more fun to think it was the death ray. So, oh, I, I, I agree. I agree. I think, it's, I think it's less fun. There's probably, <laughs> there's probably one more thing to talk about here, and that is the documentary, the, uh, the prestige. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the beautiful, beautiful work of David Bowie yeah. as Nikola Tesla. Well, and he actually, in, in that movie, he made a, a a contraption that would a cloning device, a cloning device, yes. which was pretty much a Tesla coil. <laughs> Look what it was. And, stood and they in it they never enough. explained it exactly. I'm no. Like, well, was that supposed to be a time machine that picked up another version of him? Did it clone him? It, what, what? it was. Yeah, I, I mean, I would think it was cloning because out in the woods it was all those hats, you know, like the top hats, like he originally had, and it was cloning. The the bad part about the movie, and unfortunately, if you haven't seen the Prestige, we're giving the the. The ringer away. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, he killed himself 
repeatedly night after night by drowning himself with that machine. Yet he didn't need to. Hugh Jackman. He didn't is, need to. Is who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although some people, uh, might say that they enjoyed watching Hugh Jackman die over and over again. <laughs> There are people out there that aren't fans of Hugh Jackman. I am. I love I, I, I love Wolverine. I love Logan. Guys, yeah, we've seen the Wolverine movies. We know it was all just camera tricks because he can't be killed anyways. That's true. So what do you guys think? We've we've talked about a lot of his inventions and things he didn't invent. John, what do you think of Mr. Tesla? I, I think he was an absolute genius. I think he was way ahead of his time. And I think that even some of those things that we can't prove that he was either onto something or actually had come up with it, we know for a fact that things like the 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 sphere lightning the globe lightning he really did ball come up lightning a ball lightning thank one you one might call it uh he really did come up with and re- or, uh, really did replicate and no one else has been able to to this day like i said he was able to manipulate electricity unlike other people understood he just innately and inherently understood it um he also really understood where the world was going. My favorite quote that I've ever read of his. It's when, also the only quote he's ever read of his. Well, I mean, <laughs> conspiracy bot does do the research for this oh, show. How true. much? How much do you think that I'm going to get true. into? When wireless I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking podcast. <laughs> I feel like that was a shot at you, Brent. Um, all right. So quote from Tesla. When wireless is perfectly applied, the whole earth will be converted into a huge brain which in fact it is all things being particles of a real and rhythmic whole. We shall be able to communicate with one another instantly, irrespective of distance. Not only this, but through television and telephony, we shall see and hear one another as perfectly as though we were face to face, despite intervening distances of thousands of miles. And the instruments through which we shall be able to do this will be amazingly simple compared to our present telephone. A man will be able to carry one in his vest pocket. We shall be able to witness and hear events, the inauguration of a president, the plane of a World Series game, the havoc of an earthquake, or the terror of a battle, just as though we were present. That's Nikola Tesla in in a 1926 uh, interview with Collier's. Though he did forget to predict that no one would actually be wearing vests now. <laughs> but, uh, poor shit, because I was just at your house and pulled out your your photographer's vest. I was like, what is this, John? You're like, oh, that's from my... My cosplay. No, that's fr- that was from my dr- my uh, Halloween costume when I dressed up as yeah, costume play. Oh, stop as it. Brent Hand. <laughs> yes, as Brent Hand. When I dressed up as Walter Sobchak. Uh, I'll let you. Sober Shabbos. See, look at this. Uh, uh, the, Talk uh, about uh, fucking being on the head. I mean, literally, he's talking about smartphones and the World Wide Web and the World Wide Web. But, yep. Yeah, did he invent? Time travel? He came here, looked around for a day, and was like, yeah, I got that. that. That makes sense. The last thing I'll say about him, we mentioned the Tesla oscillator earlier. Mark Twain, who he was really good friends with. Uh, there's lots of pictures of Twain holding the, you know how you talked about light bulbs that you just hold mm-hmm. and they light up. There's pictures of Twain doing that. He, he loved Tesla. It's called festering. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? Remember Uncle Fester used to put a light bulb oh, in Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a little obscure, but I liked it. it Twain was Twain was once quoted as saying that Nikola Tesla was the only man he'd ever met that could cure his constipation. Uh, <laughs> it, it is, it's true. Yeah. He used the Tesla oscillator. He had, uh, and, and Twain he was compared. rumbled his stomach. And yeah. Wow, that and was, a, had, that was a had, different kind of Tesla oscillator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sold right there. I, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Brent, what do you think? I... I I think that this man was a genius beyond comparison. And the problem was, 
and I think you brought this up or you, Joe, I don't remember. He didn't market himself well. And it was because he wanted to just invent, 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 invent. And he wanted to better the world, but he was so driven by inventing the next thing that he never really pushed or maybe saw the grander scheme of some of the things that he invented. And that's what's amazing. The things that we don't even know about that he probably invented. I'm a scientist. I don't believe in anything. Kind of. <laughs> yes. Like you look at it and you're like, shit, man, this guy was out there in a good way. I don't find it far fetched at all to think that he invented the death ray. And we know ball lightning that he, he did things like that. That is why on his deathbed, the government took his notes and they eventually there is a museum in Europe now and he can go over there and his quote unquote diary and his notes are there. The ones that the government gave to them. I believe that we raped his um, legacy. It's almost as if you've been doing too much science. <laughs> too much science. Is that possible? Unfortunately, yes. And the uh, the U.S. government and Thomas Edison and everyone else will take a shit on you and bask in the glory that is you, taking that shit. And but that's what we did to his legacy. Another supposed invention of his was radar. Mm-hmm. And he said you could use it to detect U-boats. It's in World War One. Now, turns out you actually couldn't. You needed sonar for that. But the point is, when he brought the technology to uh, to the U.S. government, before he even got his first foot in the door, the head of the technology por- uh, portion of the government was Thomas Edison. It's bad when, A, the guy critiquing you is, A, your enemy, and, B, not as smart as you. It's got to be rough. I know that you, feeling. He's be rough. I know that feeling. I feel bad for him because I know what it's like to be the smartest man in the room, you know? And so- When? When? Yeah, when was that? <laughs> See? Oh, that was when we went to the bathroom, John. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. See? Don't be so overly dramatic Stop. about it, Chuck. How many fucking robots have you cocksuckers invented? <laughs> Seven. I'm pretty sure that's AI over there. Shut up. <laughs> Alan Iverson? Ha 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 ha. Practice? Great Scott! <laughs> Error, 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 one, one, zero, one, zero, 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 one, zero, zero, one, one. I just said I invented it. And, and the collective world thinks about conspiracy bot and says. (laughs) So Joe, what do you say? I want to know what his end game was. He he invented all this stuff. Like what was going on? It was like, I think of Ian Malcolm in the fabulous documentary about the John Hammond's creation of, uh, (laughs) of modern day dinosaurs, Jurassic Park. When he says you never stopped while you were seeing if you could do it to think of if you should do it, I would have loved for those two have had to have had a debate. That would have been just awesome. A tete-a-tete. Yes. The one other thing I do find really, really fascinating about all the stuff with him is we we tend to focus on his lack of being a marketer or thinking in terms of taking things to market. What I find fascinating is how many times you read about people like Westinghouse or JP Morgan or whoever, who these were the richest men in the world. They were financing all the inventions that were happening. They'd get on board with him and then they'd pull out right before he would actually do something awesome. Like, where were the VCs back then that like today are funding anything and everything? Like then you, you don't want to fund this stuff. Like, what the heck? It doesn't run on on fossil fuels? I don't understand. Like, where's the coal? Uh, Note to everyone at home, don't pull out right before something awesome happens. (laughs) Shameless plug for John's upcoming father uh, podcast. (laughs) Producer Lisa. 
please unplug me. I give up. <laughs> well, what do you have to say about this then? This cat invented robotics, so I can't say anything bad about him. He gets a pass in my book. That makes sense. You know. yeah, I get it. I get it. You ask clowns, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, makes, that makes sense also. Uh, All right. So those are our thoughts on Tesla. And I hope that you guys actually learned something. It's fun to think about the guy and, and how much he had to do with the world that we're living in that he doesn't get the credit for. And Hysteria Nation, let us know what you think. Go to our Facebook discussion page, Hysteria Nation. If you're not a member, just join us. Go to Facebook.com and in the little search bar, search Hysteria Nation. Hop on there right now and tell us where we're wrong, where we're more importantly right, and what you think about Tesla and his contributions to society. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash hysteria51pod. Also, hop on Twitter at hysteria51pod. Speaking of Twitter, John, we got some Twitter love to give out. We do. At Layden Robinson, uh, thank you for for reaching out to the show and, and sending us the, the writings. Uh, we much appreciate it. Yeah, we're going through them now. It is there. The, Pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, always love uh, at Project Archivist, uh, another podcast out there. We're a big fan of the show. Always good content. If you want to follow my on Twitter, it's at Project Archivist. No T at the end, though, for the handle. Speaking of Project Archivist, and a big apology once again to Project Archivist and Lobo. Conspiracy Bot has not been very nice to them. He's, he's called. He's fucked with their show. Lobo called in recently, left us a voicemail, which we played. And conspiracy bot just is not a fan of his. I don't know. I think it's maybe it's like like sour grapes. Uh, he wants to be Lobo, so he just he has to hate him. I don't know. One of those deals. No. He just wants to be a part of their show. No, I just legitimately enjoy hating him. <laughs> <laughs> also, another one. Remember recently, we were, if you've been following us on social media, we were in the runnings for podcast of the week on the Echo Project, and the other show that was neck and neck with us, the Echoplex Media Podcast, called and left us a voicemail. So we're going to play a little bit of that. Hey, Hysteria 51. This is the Media Wench from Echoplex Media calling. Uh, I'm doing a Wenchy Wednesday. I'm live on the air right now. That's echoplexmedia.com slash live. And I just thought I would give you a call on the air to see if maybe I could catch one of y'all. But uh, it seems that uh, you're not answering your phone, which is probably smart. So, uh, if you would like to give us a call, we are live on Tuesdays from 9 p.m. to midnight Pacific Standard Time, and we're also live on Sundays from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and beyond more often than not. Uh, that number is 408-883-7539. That's 408-883-PLEX. And uh, maybe we can be new pod besties. Talk to you later. Bye. Unfortunately, they called thinking, A, that we were going to answer, and B, they called at 1 a.m. So even if I was so, going to answer, not so much at that time. Note that this is a voicemail line. This is not directly to our cell phones. Yeah, I think it was a uh, really cheap commercial for them to play on our show. If you want to call somebody, <laughs> call Joe Peck. His phone number is... Yeah. 773-669-7277. Oddly, it's just like our voice. Just like Wait our number. What was going on? Was Morton the reception uh, guy in the bathroom at yeah, the time he, when they he, called? Unfortunately, he was on his mandated every 12-hour, five-minute break. <laughs> and they called God, just... What? What are the chances? Every fucking time, Morton. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. If you don't remember any of that, you can find all of our social media at our website, Hysteria51.com. And speaking of Hysteria51, go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hysteria-51. It's our new t-shirt site, John. We got lots of t-shirts. Conspiracy Bot's face, my face, your face. Everyone wants to wear our face. <laughs> that sounded dirtier oh, than boy. I meant for it to well, be. Well, then. Count me uh, out. I'm I'm I, I'm creeped out, and it's about us. Um, Joe's mo- face isn't on there yet. Mm-hmm. Joe Peck, we need to work up. Well, he's never uh, coming back to the that. show again, so why would we? Yeah, keep it off. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and so, most so importantly, if you like the show, do us a favor and tell a friend. There you go. Tell a friend. Have them download, and they tell two friends, and they, they tell, tell two, two friends. friends, and then pretty soon we're so popular we don't need your fucking voicemails. Wait, I what? Think, I don't think that's the way it goes. I, I, we, we still want their voicemails. Oh, that's right. Always. We'll always want your voicemails. And as has been proven lately, we will literally play anything. <laughs> that is true. What happened so to the, true. what happened to the 5,6500 something nine minutes? What's that? <laughs> that's when r- is that going to be? That's rent, Joe. That's rent. What? So yeah. that's our show. How about that, John? Uh, I'm going to go hit up some ball lightning. Oh, lightning. That's going to be his new nickname in high school because he hangs out around a lot of high school. Oh, I bet he was the Tesla oscillator. (laughs) Or is that just his thumb? (laughs) With that said, I've been Brent. I've been John. I'm Joe. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. Thanks for listening to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. We'll be back again next week with more known unknowns. If you'd like us to discuss a particular topic, suggest a guest, or simply seek some truth, we'd love to hear from you. You can email the show at hysteria51podcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter at hysteria51pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.